Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! Ella, Shimpeda, Bajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Hello and welcome to this week's Two Pints at a Rugby World Cup preview with me, Jono, and joining us all the way from Limerick, Ireland, is Mr. Alan. Alan, how are you? I'm great, Jono. How are you? I'm not too bad, not too bad at all. Cheers. Thanks for joining us to uh, do a bit of a preview of Ireland's World Cup chances. Not, uh, no problem at all. To start off with, uh, it was it was less than a year ago that you just come out of the Autumn Internationals. You were kind of the form side in the world. It seemed like everything was coming together at the right time. You beat in New Zealand quite quite convincingly, 16-6. Um, and you were kind of form team, and then it's kind of not not not, not been smooth sailing ever since, has it? It started off with with the English uh, storming Dublin and sort of a rude awakening in February, and then the, the, the Six Nations didn't go well. But you you recovered a bit since then, I suppose, with the, the recent national. So so I, I suppose we'll start with the first question: are, are you pleased with the World Cup squad and, and the preparations going into it? How how are you with Ireland's national team at the minute? Uh, at the moment, uh, the last couple of games against Wales, yeah, we were we were pretty good, but. Probably against uh, an understrength Welsh team, who were probably more worried about the World Cup. But look, we were kind of the same. Without Johnny Sexton, we're kind of stuck, I think, at the moment. But uh, compared to last year, where we had the world at our feet, beat anyone we played, this year has not been the year we were expecting. But, as I said, the warm-ups before the World Cup have brought something back, I suppose. When you're, when you're beating Wales twice, home and away, we haven't done that for many a time. So really, yeah, we're back in a small bit, a bit of a groove. But like uh, as we speak now, it could have been better. It could have been a lot better, but it could have been a lot worse. But I'm happy. I'm happy at the moment. We're going over there. We're ranked number one in the world. I know it's yeah, you got that back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got it back. It's only a ranking points, but uh, you know, are we the best team in the world at the moment? No, I don't think so. But we have the capability to be the best team on our day. But the last five, six months, we haven't really had that time. So, look, World Cup is World Cup. It's a uh, big competition. Hopefully, it works out for us. But as of now, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. I think the the England game was obviously a bit of a calamity, and your you line out went wrong, and your your number ten was kind of thrown to the walls, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, the new lads, was it? Yeah, Russ um, Byrne. Yeah. But uh, Russ Byrne. Um, but the was it Carson a week after against Wales? Still called a couple of weeks. He, he looked a decent player. Who was that? Um, Who was that? Sorry, was it Carthy? Was a it was a second ten you had in against Wales. Uh, oh yeah, Jack Carthy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got yeah good player. He looked decent. He looks a bit bit more ready for the stage. But I, I suppose if I was looking for hope in Ireland, it's that that kind of all your big boys this year have haven't really fired. You know, you, Sexton has been injured and, and wasn't playing brilliantly. Murray's kind of gone off gone off the boil quite a lot. 
Alexander's not been the same sort of game breaking line breaker he has no. been. Um, Ryan went from being, well, you know, one of the top, I don't know, three or four best locks in the world to probably, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth best, which is isn't a big difference, but can make a difference. And I suppose you've got a lot of players who haven't hit the heights this year, but if it comes together, that's still a, a very experienced side, isn't it? Yeah, there is, but uh, the key thing is there is they have to come together. You know, it's like all these are individually, they're all world-class, talented players. As you said, CJ has probably had his quietest year since he's came to Ireland, like, you know, playing for Munster and everything. He's just, he hasn't hit it. Whether or not he's been carrying a knock and no one has said anything or anything like that, but Murray, uh, like ever since this illustrious neck injury that we all heard of, uh, he has never been himself. Uh, Sexton, Sexton is Sexton. You know, like he puts his body on the line no matter where he is and that's what's his downfall. His downfall is he doesn't really care about his body, <laughs> which is good for Ireland sometimes. But I think I think from what we have from the youth that's coming through, uh, from what we've brought over, I think I think we'll click. I think we'll we'll have a good World Cup. I really do think so. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, on, on you talking about your players, any particular players you watch out for this World Cup? Or who are you excited about watching? Who you think is going to carry your hopes forward? Well, I think Gary Ringrose. Uh, I have big hopes for him. I think fully fit. I think he can really set it alight himself and Bundiaki now in 12. He seems to start. He's played well and he seems like he's going to be starting as well because you've uh, Henshaw as well who's carrying a knock at the moment but uh, it's only slight it's it's just precaution more than anything but I think I think Ringrose for me Ringrose and Sexton will be absolutely key especially Sexton of course but Ringrose coming forward I think is going to be amazing and maybe John Klein because I haven't really seen much of him I've seen him play for for Munster but in an Irish jersey as he's just really qualified for Ireland at the moment but he's pretty good he's aggressive very good in the line out you know so I'm hoping that he will give a bit of backup to James Ryan as well so and of course then you've CJ CJ needs a big World Cup if he has a big World Cup if our back row has a big World Cup we've got every chance to I had saying it, but we've got every chance to be semi-final, final. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, really think so. Up, up. No, you, the players are there. I, I, I agree. I think Ring Rones on his day is class. He runs great lines. He runs with pace. He's got a nice step. He, um, yeah, and in the right team going forward, he's he's a seriously dangerous player, and I, I yeah. do like him. I think yeah, if if Sexton can get that back line moving, and you're playing in the right areas. Um, yeah, I suppose it's Henshaw or Aki next to him. So Henshaw's just a knock, is it? I thought he might miss games. What's the, yeah, is it look, not sounding as bad now? No, it looks. It just looks like that it's just a tight hamstring at the moment. So uh, they had checkups on him today, which I was listening to the news, and it was all good. It was good, positive news today coming out that it's just kind of a precaution. Now, he will miss the Scotland game. That's a given, I think. Uh, I don't think they're going to risk him. You know, we're kind of hoping that we won't need to risk him anyway. Like... You know, we should have Aki fully fit anyway, like he is fully fit. Uh, like Chris Farr is there as cover. We should have Ringrose fully fit, you know. We should have, we should be comfortable enough. Now, saying that, I don't underestimate the Scottish, like, as you, as the English crowd already know. And us. <laughs> we, yeah, we you do, do, you we do, do not underestimate the Scottish, no matter where you are, you know. They're, they're capable of a very, very big performance at any given time. But I think we should be strong enough. Uh, up front we should be strong enough and in the backs we should be but it could be Furlong's 
tournament as well. If if Tyg Furlong gets the grips, gets back to where he was two years ago as well. Uh, like he's scrumming, he's ball carrying, he's starting to score tries now, which is crazy for a prop. But he scored a few now in the last couple of games, and you know things might look up for him. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, he's another one I forgot to mention. He was probably uh, an automatic in the World 15. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'd pick a better tight head than him in a minute, but he's, he's not hit the heights that he was quite was at, was he? And he's, um, he's a bit different, isn't he, when he's playing well. He's a great scrummager. He's great with the ball in hand. His work rate's incredible. Yeah, he's very, very, very hard to stop. You know, it's it's like it's like your own Mac of Vunapola there. Like, it's when they're on song, there's just... They're just wrecking balls. They're very, very, very hard to stop, you know? But as I was saying, the last year maybe hasn't really hit his heights. It's like if there was a pause button, you know, like oh we have a year before a World Cup, we'll have a break and then we'll hit it again. I'm hoping that's what's after happening, because they've just dropped off the pace. So I'm hoping the last two victories over Wales uh, will pick up some momentum going in. Uh, a good victory against Scotland, and take it from there is what I would look at, and I'd be looking for mainly with the next few games you know yeah I mean it's a huge opening game isn't it UV Scotland and um, you, I think you should probably have too much up front for them and you, you mentioned Klein was was that a, it sounded like somewhat controversial and Tony I would have thought major squad but he got left out didn't he presumably for Klein is, is that how's that gone down do you, do you think you can miss Tony or do you think it's probably a good move uh, I, uh, it's, it's a hard one it's a hard one because from what I heard and what I know Toner wasn't going to be fit, and support. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, that's from what I heard. Now, no, I don't know if that's true, but uh, he wasn't going to be fit, and they didn't want to be carrying another player. Winda had a possibility of someone that is good at the line out, that is good at carrying ball, that is good at robbing ball. You know, that's he's kind of a bit of an all rounder, and for a lot of people who don't know, Klein can cover the back row as well. So if there is a knock. If like if he's on the field and they need to swap one or two changes, like he can just step back in and play six, and uh, he's played seven before. So it's something that they've probably looked at. But personally, I would have loved if Toner had went because Toner's a go to is a go to man in the lineup. Like it's, yeah. you don't lose the ball when you throw it to Toner, and if you're under pressure, you, know. you need him. You know. Yeah. But you mentioned you. I was going to say, you mentioned your back row as well, which has been a, a strength for a number of years. Sean O'Brien, you know, I mean, he's often injured, isn't he? But he's always a big loss and he's not going to make this World Cup. You've got the beast that is Peter Armani at six and Stander at eight. Who, who do you see at seven? Is it, is it going to be Conan, do you think, to put uh, a or, or do you think Van der Fleer or, oh, it'll be or Van, someone else? It'll be Van der Fleer. I can't see it being Conan. Uh, me, personally, I don't really rate Conan. Uh, he's a better eight than he yeah, is. I don't, rate, I don't know why, it's just... I think Van der Fleer gives you a lot more around. Conan is great carrying ball. He's amazing. He's a rock carrying ball. But I think speed-wise, passing-wise, ball skills, handling skills, uh, robbing of the ball, tackling, I just think Van der Fleer is a better all-rounder. And he's younger and fitter. Uh, that That's what I would go with. Uh, O'Mahony, everyone knows what Peter O'Mahony is about. Like, he's just going to throw his body in the line. He'll rob ball. He's a technician in the line-out, you know. So I'm only hoping that the three of them can really live up to expectations of the Irish people. Like, you know. And if they do, as I was saying, if they do and we get a lot of go-forward ball and if Murray gets a lot of quick ball and then decides that he doesn't want the box kick, which is what a lot of Irish people don't want, 
and give it to Sexton and <laughs> run from play. We like it'd be an exciting World Cup for us. Then you know that's what we're hoping. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Other people could have different opinions, but I love to see free flowing, attractive rugby, quick rocks, quick miles, get them out of the way, ball gone. You know that's that's what I'm looking for. We might not get it, but we got it a year ago or two years ago, may I say. So why not get it again? You know. Yeah, or you, I think you're fair, and even a year ago, you you were your Grand Slam champions, weren't you? Then went on to the All Women One If, and you looked amazing. It was, you know, you um, with the the Murray and Sex and the best, you do control where the game is played usually, don't you? Which is such a a valuable asset to just be able to put the ball in certain areas and always put a team under pressure. And you in your defence, yeah. um, has always been up to that. But you're saying about hopes and everything. Go on, and how if you make a prediction, how do you think you'll go this World Cup? Uh well, I think semi. I think semi final. If we win the group and avoid New Zealand, I think the semi final. Uh, but if we get New Zealand, we really need to get them off on an off day. Uh, and if we do beat them, then I'd be pushing. Like, I, <laughs> I hate saying it, but I can't really see them get past the semi. I just think down the line, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I just think the likes of. The England's, like, South Africa, if we avoid them. Like, even Australia, Wales, France. You can't count out France in a World Cup. You know, they're, these teams are just, they're primed to hit. You know, if you've any, if you've anything at all, like, and if we get a few knocks, sure, that's going to blow us back. And you can't knock back Argentina either. They're there, so. I don't know, I think, personally, I think the semi-final, you know, and at that, that'd be a good run for us. Uh, but it'd be be your first semi, wouldn't it? You've you've not been to one before, um, no, so yeah. We've always would... fell, we've always fell, and it seems to be Argentina all the time to get us. So I'm hoping we avoid <laughs> <Yeah>. those. <laughs> I suppose that you so semi even would be it would be a lofty prediction, now, wouldn't it? Because you have got the uh, the runner up of the well the worst ball you could probably get, wouldn't it? You either get South Africa or New Zealand. Exactly. There are, there are two two of the top three favourites, maybe two of the top two favourites. Really, yeah. they're. Um, I actually wonder if you if you'd be better off getting New Zealand. You know, I think you, you, they match up slightly better with you than South Africa do with South Africa's current size and and ball and just ball dominance. Really, I wonder if South Africa could be quite a match up front. Whereas New Zealand, you you have beaten them twice in the last sort of three three years, which is is it's no mean feat. Uh, but you know, and I wonder if if you got New Zealand, they they look they I don't think they look quite as dominant as they did a couple of years back either. And I just wonder if you could have a good day with you know with your forwards matching up and then Sexton and Murray putting in difficult places and you know kicking to to Bowden Barry. If you get it wrong, it's obviously it's terrible. But if not, he <laughs> I'm not sure he's I'm not sure he's the fullback that he is a fly off. You know, so I'll, I'll be interested to see if I think you probably will win your group. I think you you beat Scotland this Sunday yeah. in a bit of a tough one and then probably go on from there. But um, if you can get some momentum going, then then yeah, you're a problem for. For New Zealand or South Africa, really. I just wonder if New Zealand are a slightly better match for you. I don't know if you, you would you prefer South Africa, would you? I would prefer South Africa. Reason being, I think that's, I think if you look back at rugby championship there with New Zealand and they're not winning it, and South Africa are winning it, everyone's kind of going, oh, what's happened, New Zealand, kind of, you know. But what yeah. I, what I took from that championship was, if you look at the amount of debutants that New Zealand gave. Like, you know, force caps for maybe eight to ten people over a period of five or six games. That's a lot of new blood to, ble- to, to bleed in, you know, coming up to this very, very important year. I think Richie is not working out of ten with Barrett at 15. 
And I know they made the switch now in the last game they played was Samoa or Tonga, I'm not sure which one of them. But they won 92 0 and Bowden went back in 10. Uh, I think if New Zealand are to win the World Cup this year, Bowden Barrett has to play 10. And that, that would be my, my opinion, hands down, because at 10, the only person on his day that would touch him, the only people, may I say, on their day that would touch him would be Sexton and Farrell. You know, they're the only two that would really could stand up to Bowden Barrett in his day, but I think Bowden on his day at 10. New Zealand win the World Cup but if he's playing 15 I think yeah you could be right we could we could attack him but we'd have to attack him like down the straight down straight through the throat like we couldn't be kicking down the board and barrack because if we did he would just punish us all day long he's too quick he's just he's world class he is what he is like you know yeah no I agree I mean you were so the, the last question you already started answering to me is which teams do you fear you sound like you still uh, quite quite wisely probably and I think you're making a very fair point about the All Blacks they were mucking around a bit with their team in the Rugby Championship is there anyone else other than the All Blacks you, who you particularly fear or you, you wouldn't want to see England oh what a lovely guy like, like, like you Adam like you oh no it's like whether you like it or not like whether you like England or not you know you just I oh they're just plan A they're plan A when it works there is not a team that's as good as them that's my view no, it hurts me to say it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I can hear the pain in your voice. <laughs> but no, they're like when when Billy starts moving, and then you've Manu playing, and you've Farrell, whether he's ten or twelve, if if he's twelve and four, if he's on his day, like that's just, you know. And then Ben Young's controlling everything, and then you've cocking a sing out the back line. You've, oh, do we just keep going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, the, no, no. I mean, I could, I could do this all day. Yeah, this, that's the excited. Yeah, they're I've, amazing. I've spot on, though, and they're they're a cracking team to watch. In fairness, they're a very, very, very good side to watch. But my underdog would be, I'm not really an underdog, would be Australia. I think, I think Australia are going to have a very, very, very good World Cup. I really do. Interesting. So I think I, the reason I'm thinking it is because. From watching the rugby championship, once again, no, I don't hold anything from it because New Zealand were testing players out, you know, as with South Africa and all that. But Australia played fantastic rugby. You know, the day they beat New Zealand, I know the following week they got beat to nil, but I wouldn't even worry about that if I was Cheka. Like, it's just, they know now they can turn up. They know Michael Hooper in charge, Pocock's last World Cup before he goes to Japan. You know, he's going to want to put, he'll put his body on the line. There's a man that does not care about himself either, you know, and it's yeah. it's just amazing. These players, like, there's a lot of Curtly Beal is starting to play back to where he was, you know. Foley can't even get on anymore. Like, you've a lot of, a lot of players there that are coming through that are very, very, very strong for him. And I personally think they look dangerous, but they might lack just that final bit of piece that final piece of the jigsaw might be lacking with him but then again like if all the big boys start beating each other you know and if they get a handy enough draw no I'm not sure what way it works for them who they might get but like if they get the handy I think, side I think they would be on your side if you uh, win so I think if, if they won their group which is a big if that assumes they beat Wales I think they then get uh, oh, I'm hoping it'd be France or Argentina if we come top of the group and then it's the winner of your game so it's um I suppose you're yeah you're avoiding the All Blacks on that side, aren't you? So it could, could be a yeah if if they if it all went well for him, it could be an Australia, Ireland or an Australia South Africa semi final. 
Yeah, do you know, so like if you look at it like that, they have, because like if we end up getting New Zealand, that's one of, as so-called big gun going to be gone, or even if we get South Africa, do you know, that's, so, oh yeah, it's, it's interesting, but uh, like, it's very hard to look past New Zealand, very hard to look past England at the moment, my two would be England, New Zealand, and then, then Ireland, now, I really do think on our day, if we get a bit of luck, and on our day, Yes, we can, we can win the World Cup. You know, I I hold it high hopes that we can, but it's just something is telling me. It, I think it might be that little step too far for us. You know, but you never know. It's the World Cup at the end of the day, and it's just eighty minutes that can win it for us. You know. For sure, and I don't think you'd have you'd have gone to the World Cup with with too many better squads. Really, I think you 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 do have a lot of good players around you've got quite a few world class players on their day some yeah, players who get into into the world 15 and and yeah some some real some superstars who are there it's just it's just whether you can get everyone on the on the same page going and i don't I think if you can beat scotland you then probably got another three group games haven't you to get a bit of momentum rolling so yeah you know if if, if you can get if you can get this big first win it will be a big game and i'm really looking forward to it you then got japan haven't you before samara and uh yeah, I think tomorrow and you've got one more after yeah, that. Yeah, Russia is, after that then. Is it Russia after I that? I think so it's Russia, of... yeah. So we'll, we, it will end on hopefully a high. But you see, yeah, it, it could be a dead rubber if we if we don't beat South Africa, if we don't beat Scotland and then beat Japan, it's a dead rubber, like, you know. So I'm only hoping that we can beat the two big boys first in our group. No, they're not the big boys of World Rugby, but in our group, they're the next big boys. Like So we have to we have to put a marker down on Sunday. Uh, I really do feel that we have to put down a great performance and a convincing win that would scare Japan is what I'm hoping because Japan are actually a good good team these days you know they're they're playing nice rugby so look it's all interesting now yeah and playing at home will add add a few points onto the scoreboard won't it for me that'll really if you, yeah. you know that'll really inspire them so they, they, won't, they won't be in it but you should be you know you should be able to beat them but um yeah you want to probably be going into that having given Scotland a bit of a do over and uh yeah, I guess we'll see on Sunday whether you can, uh, you know, get get on Finn Russell's case and sort of shut down that attacking game, really. Exactly, um, yeah, exactly. But Alan, thanks very much for coming on. No problem, um, yeah, Andrew. Be looking forward to, yeah, much appreciated, and uh, yeah, good luck, best of luck in the World Cup to the Irish. Uh, apart from if you play England, of course. Yeah, well, hopefully, wish you luck. <laughs> May the best team win if we do. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Cheers, Alan. Excellent. Thanks to me, Andrew. Bye now. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hi and welcome, uh, Sparrow. You're uh, an England fan, so. We're going to talk about England. I am indeed, and uh, fortunate enough to have a uh, a ticket for the um, for the plane to to be heading out to Japan for the uh, the end of the group stages. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Very nice. Well, we'll, we'll come to that um, in a minute now. But with with England, it, it crescendos to finishing with a your games gradually get harder each each week. Is that right? Uh, yeah, typically. Yeah, I think um, we've got a fairly easy start. I think. USA will be a, a bit of a test um, with their with their sort of uh, gridiron background. Mm. Um, the Argies won't won't roll over, and then and then France is really the the big one where we're hoping if we if we win that we'll we'll top the group. Um, so yeah, it should be hopefully um, you know a, a nice a nice lead in uh, yeah to the to the big crescendo like you say. Yeah, very nice. And you you so you're there for the French game, are you? Again, Gus. You you there for the French game? Yeah, we're there for the France game. Yes, um, there's there's, um, there's, a, there's a few of us that got got tickets, and um, we've also got tickets 
for the uh, the quarter final for the winner of the group. So we're going to look very embarrassed if uh, if we haven't shown up or don't show up to the France game. So yeah, there's a there's a lot riding on it. (laughs) So when you're watching uh, France, because you play the the runner-up of the so the winner of your group will play the runner-up of the Wales group. So uh, that's it. So when you're watching. France v uh, Australia, hopefully, uh, and that <laughs> and that fixture. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, well, I, I, I can I can yeah be a bit of a chameleon when I need to. Be, so, but, uh, hopefully, it's uh, it's the men in red and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if we go through sort of like roughly the questions that we've been asking everyone. Um, you pleased with England's World Cup preparations and, and the squad that's been announced? Yeah, I think I think on the whole. Uh, Reasonably pleased. Um, I think you, you know you naturally compare it to, uh, to, to to World Cups gone by. You know, mm. you, you go back to sort of Clive Woodward's preparations, and you know that was really built over a, over a you know a four year period where you know galvanised the squad. You know, got into you know good habits. Mm. Um, you know, and, and you know the squad of fifteen um, or the team of fifteen, and then the entire squad sort of. He then then peaked for the World Cup, um, yeah. so you can see some some synergies um, with 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 that with with this this current um, uh, England squad. Um, I, I'm I'm pleased in a way uh, the build up to the to the last World Cup in England, which was just a complete disaster. <laughs> um, we've we've not tried to promote any individual players, you know, the likes of you know Sam Burgess, um, yeah. which I thought was a little bit. For the media, you know, mm. a little bit politically, to try and get you know the north of England more involved in union and then get them away from the league, and you know it was a little bit to do with with viewing figures uh, that I thought um, mm. it was I think it was Lancaster at the time got a bit influenced by. So you know happy with Eddie Jones and the way he's been able to you know make his decisions based on on merit. Um, You're right. Burgess was shoehorned in from a, from a long way off, wasn't he? From like a year before, and that it looked like it was. Say it was it was such a political move, and he he was always going to get in the squad, and uh, but kind of undermined whatever Lancaster was trying to do, didn't it? Really? Well, it, it, it did, and 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 this is where you know you, you compare to the likes of you know Gatland and, and Wales, where you, you know probably you know in fairness individually on paper, man for man, not you know you know the most talented, but mm. uh, you know the. The, the sum of the parts is is um, is, is certainly greater as a, as a you know on, on the pitch and, they, and you get the maximum out of them and and um, there's no you know, individuals I think that 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 side that went into the England World Cup a lot of pressure on them but also it was it was a team of individuals rather than you know a squad of 23 playing for each other so I, I, I think Eddie's achieved that and I think you know making some big calls you know dropping Mike Brown dropping Ben Teo you know excluding Danny Cipriani I sort of said that as, as you know he wants he wants guys that are going to you know look across the shoulder and, and uh, look after each other rather than any individual uh, you know talented player on, on paper which should get in the squad mm. um, you know has, hasn't done that so yeah pretty pleased yeah, I think Mike Brown was um, wasn't very happy earlier today. Was he? That's, there's a there's a few kind of Mike Brown, your, uh, your um, Cipriani, and the um, Dylan Hartley. I, th- I suppose they're the three that are, and Teo, I suppose to an extent as well. They're the kind of ones that you, who uh, seem to have been dropped by Eddie, even though he's 
been using them um, less to a less extent of Cipriani, but you've been using them over the last couple of years. Um, but Eddie's, I mean, he's ruthless, isn't he? He's not, uh, he's not one for sentiment, uh, and he knows what he's doing. He's been to World Cup finals a couple of times, won one of them, and did well with Japan uh, last time out um, when he caused one of the one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history against, uh, I think, South Africa. So you can't really question Eddie, can you? No, no, and you know he, yeah, he makes makes his own decisions and, and sticks by him. I, I've, I've got to say, you know, where, where he, you know, he differs from, from Woodward in, in the fact that I, I don't think from memory, albeit, you know, back in, in 03, wasn't it, that, that he didn't try and bring in anyone last minute. I think he, he has brought two or three, you know, fresh bases in last minute, probably to, to, to try and blood them for the next one, perhaps, because it's not likely they're going to see much, uh, you know, action on the pitch. And, and mm. you know, Coaches do have a you know a tendency to be asked to do that and and you know build for this one but also the next one. Yeah. Um, so so I think he's he's done that without without too much upset. Um, so and the fact that uh, you know I think Mark Wilson is the is the sort of the ta- talented northerner there on there on merit, um, which which is you know good and you saw the. Obviously, the uh, the game at um, at St James's Park last week. Um, you know, I think that was good to to get that sort of you know side of the, the preparation and, and media done um, quite well, mm. subtly. Yeah, I think Woodward only had um, Josh Lucy's is like last last minute placement, is it? But but yeah, I think the other thing with Jones is he's um, he seems to have, he seems to have teams that. Uh, he doesn't seem, from an outsider looking in, he doesn't seem to have his best 15 written down on paper and everyone knows who his best 15 are going to be. He just seems to have, a bit similar to Gatland to an extent, but he just has teams who are going to, who are going to win that match. He's, um, I mean, I don't know, whether you, unless you're going to disagree, you can tell me you know what his, uh, his starting 15 will be for the first game. I think with most most countries, they will know um, what starting 15 they'll have with, with England. Barring apart from a few essentials, um, such as your, um, well, you, you believe in Apollo and uh, and a couple of others, then there's open for debate all around the field, isn't there? Uh, I, I think there is. I think I think he would know. You know, you know, if if, if it was the World Cup final tomorrow, I think he he, he would know his best fifteen. Um, would he Would right. he know it? Would he know it regardless of opposition? I think that's my point, really. Is it, so if he was playing his best 15 tomorrow, would it be the same best 15 he's playing against New Zealand as, say, it would be, say, Wales if it was in the final? Well, to be honest, it's, it's down to, you know, these, these players are put, put through so much uh, these days and, you know, the, the attrition involved in these, these games that, that mm. sometimes, you know, it, it may not be sort of, Flagged up in in injury, but these these players. I mean, I, I remember seeing a um, an interview with Dan Cole saying, mm. you know, since I think the Lions tour of of uh, I think it was twenty twenty twelve, he's, he's he's not been fully fit. You know, they're right. always carrying niggles and knocks. Um, so 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 I think you know, and with with the sports science behind it, you know, it, it, it's it's you know, it is dependent on injuries and knocks and giving players a rest. But I think the, the certainly the strength in depth. Is, is there um, and, and in the build-up, you know, he's, he's been very vocal in, in talking about, you know, trying different combinations, trying different styles of play, mm. um, you know, so so they, they are um, versatile coming up, you know, against different types of oppositions because I think the, you know, what 
you know what USA will throw out there will be completely different from the Argies and, and completely different again with the um, uh, with with the French. So mm. yeah, um, uh, I'm 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 really pleased. Um, uh, Manu Tulangi is 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 in the fold. Um, well, that's only because you're a Leicester boy. Being a Leicester boy, <laughs> yes, but you know, it, you know, similar to it's the closest thing from a. A, a talent that that, that galvanises the, the the crowd to um, to Johnny Wilkinson, you know, yeah. it's, it's sort of an aura about him that you know the crowd can sense when he's on the pitch. You know, he's he's you know a, a match winner, mm. um, and um, yeah, if he if he can if he can stay fit, I think you know he'll be he'll be you know really important for for England. Um, uh, and also uh, Watson as well. I think Watson coming mm. back in. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's super, super talented guy. You know, picked up a lot of injuries in the past, but I think it, seeing him fit, you know, he could he could really make make the difference as well. Mm. Yeah, and that, and that leads on nicely to any. Play, I was going to ask you uh, any particular players that you're worth watching out for. Um, any? Yeah, is there, is there any anyone else who's perhaps not? No, not going to grab the headlines like your own Farrell. Obviously, is world class, but anyone else who's kind of gone a little bit under the radar that you're quite excited about seeing? Uh, well, I think um, there, there was a there was a nice um, preview on, on Mark Wilson um, uh, before the game last last Friday, um, and I, I think I think Courtney Laws actually mm. is, is, <laughs> hitting, is hitting form. Um, you know, sort of Mario Toji is, uh, has. You know, taken the man of the match award, you know, quite a few times in in the last two or three years, but Courtney is is is, is sort of taking on that that mantle a little bit. So uh, you know, I think uh, with him, Cruz, and Atoji in, in the you know, second row, I think that's that's a, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Courtney will be. Um, uh, you know, it looks like he's he's hitting hitting form. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, can't, can't wait really. Just just talking about it, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> even more excited. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean to be fair, that second row is uh, is a talented bunch of uh, bunch of fellas. Probably, probably your strongest position, um, I'd have thought, in terms of strength and depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, how would you how would you, you know, look at our our pack as a whole? You know, where where, where would you? I'd, I'd say that would be yeah, a strength if we could keep Billy um, fit. That's you know, also strong. Two good flankers. I'm not sure about the the, the, the props. Um, mm. You know, we've got two two um, uh, pretty volatile individuals in in Genge and, and Sinclair. <laughs> I think uh, they could easily see bookings and and, and red cards and, and and cost penalties. Mm. You know, in the you know in the in the heat of the moment, mm. in, in the cauldrons that you get into in these in these pressurised situations. Well, we, almost, I can, I can, yeah, we've seen Sinclair do it before, haven't we? Whether it was for uh, Lions or for, for England, he's he's he has got a bit of a. Uh, a short fuse, say, but me, you know, maybe that's an experience um, because he's he's only been kind of on the international scene for what two years, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is this this sort of sporting red mist, isn't there, that, that hmm. comes over people? And but I think those those two particular. Yeah, and I think um, if, if you're asking me for weakness, I, I'm I'm still not sure about your back row. I think Billy's Billy's going to be carrying your um, your back row um, a lot. Of it. I mean, Billy's sensational. Um, not as sure of your uh, whether it's um, 
be Underhill or, or whoever's going to play six and seven. Um, I think that's possibly uh, an area of uh, weakness, or whether he puts, it, I don't know, it's Oji or, or Laws at six, or, or I don't know whether he wants to get all them three on the pitch. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think that's that's possibly your only area of weakness, really, in the in the pack. Uh, but you've certainly got mm. a strong pack. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Agreed, and um, yeah, I think that uh, uh, the, the, the line out uh, in these these warm up matches has, has, has been has been good. Mm. Um, you know, the set pieces has generally has generally worked. Um, so, and J- yeah, Jamie George seems to. Whether, whether, I was going to just say that Jamie George seems to have improved on that area because you know, arguably, that was possibly his weakest area. He was good all around the field, and he. His line out wasn't, you know, harking back to to Hartley, I suppose. But Hartley was was fairly consistent with his line outs, and and George wasn't. Um, but I suppose you you can't be um, number two for for uh, Saris and not <laughs> not have some consistency. Well, they they, they, were, they were touching on it uh, uh, in, in in the build up in in the fact that his his progression curve has accelerated now. He's been sort of first choice, you know, mm. second choice to Hartley, you know, he, he has probably been putting the work in, but because he's not actually been out on the pitch, he's not actually been able to improve his game, but now he has been given those starts and that, that ability to, to sort of learn by doing and, and sort of, you know, learn from his errors uh, and go away and work on it. I think it's it's, it's helped and I think uh, someone was mentioning that if, if, he'd have, if he'd have been starting ahead of Dylan. You know, two three years ago, he'd be even more of a you know, mm. player than he is today. So, yeah, um, whether that was good or bad judgment on on uh, on Eddie's part, but he, he certainly seems you know, you know close to the to the finished product now. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, that's fair. Okay, then, so uh, big sort of million dollar question: How how are England going to do in this World Cup? Well. <laughs> You know, not that I have any any bias at all or, or vested interest in them making the quarter final, but uh, yeah, they they are going to win that group, and I I'm, and we we're going to see them in uh, in a weeter in the uh, south south prefects of Japan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll make a change, won't it, for England getting to getting through the group stage? Uh, it's not something they've done for uh, for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some cruel statistics. Uh, <laughs> I think they're, they're pretty. They're pretty good, just not on home soil. <laughs> yeah. it's normally yeah. a semi-final or a final if, if it's a, if they've had to take a plane to get there. Um, <laughs> they don't norm, They don't like travelling on buses. I don't think. No, no, fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, fair enough. Get through quarter final. So you just do you think you'll you'll peak at semi-final do you think you'll get to the final do you think you'll go on to win it Where, where's your maybe where's your head and where's your heart at they may be the same thing but yeah I certainly I certainly think with the form that we've shown you know the the, 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 the other teams in the group you know we, sh- we should win that group I mean un- unlike you know Wales that are, are you know have suffered horrendously with, with injuries and and not been able to Build any sort of momentum. I think it's been a, a really disappointing, uh, you know, warm-up. Uh, you know, unfortunate warm-up to the World Cup for you. I think mm. England is, is, is the opposite. You know, you know been relatively in, injury-free. Pre, you know, uh, Eddie's been able to, you know, build, build the squad. And, and one thing I've, I've, I've liked, you know, 
the decision making in the fact that they've not gone for the corner and and drive the moors and gone for seven points. They've they've kept the the, the scoreboard ticking mm. and taken three points and built the lead. I mean they didn't play you know fantastically well against Italy, but they built that lead and and ended up being quite quite convincing winners. So I, I sort of like that mentality. It's, it's a World Cup winning mentality, mm. um, but it it will you know be dependent on on, on injuries. You know. Billy staying fit, Farrell staying fit, mm. uh, you know, predominantly. Um, uh, and then it will be, you know, the, the look of the draw, you know, as much as as, as the, uh, the quarter-final, semi-final and final route. Um, you know, I mean, what's what's who's your money on? Um, I, <laughs> my heart says uh, Wales, of course, but, um, but no, I think... I think New Zealand, South Africa being in the same group is really interesting. I think um, obviously they played each other in the first game and then they kept apart from each other then until the final, uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and how how those two teams go? I think they've got to be the two dangerous teams, uh, and which whichever team is kind of coming into form um, as the tournament progresses. New Zealand know how to win tournaments. Um, I think they're the two that would probably fear. I, yeah, I would fear the most. Um, but yeah, t- to be fair, I think England. <sighs> I reluctantly say I think they've got a they've got a strong team and a well strong squad and a strong team. Um, and I can see England England doing well. Uh, I don't. I, I think they they've shown time and time again in the recent years under Eddie that they're they're able to implode, <laughs> and uh, whether they can um, come up against. Uh, Probably, I mean, they probably they get themselves up for the big games. It's probably the, uh, the the smaller games, perhaps maybe the quarterfinal or the or the semi-final, depending on who they get. Um, whether they they might uh, come a cropper, but but yeah, I think England are yeah. probably going to be in, in the mix of, uh, of being discussed as as winners, uh, potential winners. But I think it'd be foolish to look past uh, New Zealand, South Africa. Um, and yeah, if I was going to go yeah. for if, if I was going to go for the four favourites, I'd throw Wales rather than Ireland in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I probably agree with that, and uh, I like I like the fact that you uh, you know you keep us keep us honest, guys, in the fact that uh, you know you can be a little bit fickle in your memory and, and <laughs> easily forget the last six nations, and and um, yeah, there have been you know a few bumps along along the road um, with Eddie mm. in this this squad for for, for sure. Um, but what's what is is sort of pleasing to see is, is the reason it's. Yeah, it's so exciting is the fact that there there is probably at least half a dozen, if if not, you know, the, the sort of top world eight teams that on their day could beat each other. Yeah, um, and, and we've seen that across the board. We've seen you know all square, you know, with with England Wales. You know, um, it's been close with 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 Ireland over, over recent years. Mm. Um, France haven't really really shown up, but you know. New Zealand have shown their fragility, but yeah. also shown their ruthlessness as well. Um, yeah. So that's what I, I, it's just. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is wide open, and it's probably wide open because of New Zealand's fragility. <laughs> um, suddenly, they've yeah. become uh, since well, since Ireland have shown shown the way a couple of years ago, and uh, and again last year, and then um, yeah, New Zealand have. Lost South Africa and uh, and yeah they, they've certainly uh, come a cropper a couple of times. 
Uh, I think they've lost Australia as well in the last 12 months, but that might be rubbish. Um, no, they yeah, hammered, they hammered Australia off, recently. Australia, they, you know, they've got they've, they've got the. The, the sort of the heritage and, and the blooding of, of you know being there or thereabouts um, you know a bit, a bit like a, a sort of a, you know an Italy in, in football terms where yeah. you think well actually they're, not, they're probably not the best team on paper but Italy are always there or thereabouts in, in the you know quarterfinals semi-finals finals of, of football world cups yeah. um, you know I think the same might, might be of, of Australia so you know we'll sort of you know, write them off at our, our peril yeah yeah, definitely. Um, no, I don't think I ever got an answer off you, so go on, gun to the head. Where England finishing? <laughs> All your mortgages on it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think um, I don't. I, 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 I don't think they're going to win it. I, I'd say. Um, I'd say. I'd say semi-final. I think. Um, I think with us cheering them on last group game and into the you know, quarter final, I think they'll win both those games. Yeah, of course. Um, but once once we leave, I think it'll be all over from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, I don't know the way it pans out now, but I think that means you, you could, well, it's the South Africa New Zealand um, the loser or the loser or the winner, whichever way it works out uh, for the semi final that you'd uh, you'd face. I think so. Uh, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, Right, well, that was great, that uh, spell. Thanks for coming on and giving us the uh, the England perspective. Obviously, uh, not not everyone wants uh, to see England do well, um, but uh, <laughs> but I can understand uh, those that those that do. And uh, yeah, have a belting time out there. And uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say good luck, but um, but yeah, hopefully you have a you have a good time watching. Best <laughs> yeah, best wishes watching France uh, in the semis. That would be uh, the quarters. No pleasure, guys. Really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, you know, best best of luck to uh, to, to Wales because you are definitely going to need it. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> right, Billy. Cheers, Barrel. Hello, Check welcome out. back to this Take week's care. two points at a rugby World Cup preview. Uh, today we move uh, across the uh, Seven Sea, across the Bristol Bridge uh, to Wales. Uh, I've got KB with us. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. Um. Yeah, we'll start with um, how you feeling about you, the, the Wales World Cup squad and, and the preparations and the warm-up games. How, where are you at with uh, the, the all recent developments? Um, well, obviously we uh, we've had uh, four warm-up games, um, pretty mixed results and performances in that. Um, but I think before going on to talk about that, there's probably a bit of a bombshell that dropped today, um, just about our preparations and, and assistant coach Rob Howley being sent home. From the tour, um, which uh, is unusual to say the least. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit all over the place today with that news. Yeah, I saw this story briefly for, for gambling irregularities, apparently. Yeah, I know the irony will not be lost on many Welsh rugby fans as somebody who is so <laughs> risk averse in his coaching and tactics <laughs> that he has uh, been willing to. Uh, I, I didn't have him down as a gambler. Yeah, you don't always know. It's the, you've got to watch the quiet ones. But yeah, he's, um, he, he didn't have the best time when he was your head coach for a while. And I think, obviously, that was never going to be easy to follow Gatlin, was it? But he, he doesn't ever really just, just seem to let up your attack into a, a fearsome force. So, um, yeah, I guess maybe some of you aren't bothered that way. But at the same time, having a, one of your senior coaches who's been in the post, he's been there about as long as Gatlin, hasn't he? 
Um, yeah, 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 he has. Um, you don't need that a few days out from. Yeah, just up. just not what you want, is it? No, I mean uh, I, the details seem quite unclear at the moment, but it's a massive error of judgment for somebody who's so experienced. Yeah, um, so, so what sort of impact do you think it'll have? Well, I think it'll be a big impact because obviously, like he's been a fixture on that coaching staff. He's been temporary head coach. Like he knows the system. He knows the players inside out. He knows exactly how Gatlin wants to play. Um, so I, I'm. I think it could have big impact. I mean, the the positive from it is that Stephen Jones is coming in to replace him, so he was coming in anyway. Um, and I think the type of character he is, like very positive, very enthusiastic, knows a lot of the players anyway. Um, I think will help, but it's yeah. it's far from ideal to have somebody who's been such a permanent fixture. Um, no longer part of the squad with days to go. Yeah, but fair point. Um, yeah, uh, well, hopefully it, it causes you to tumble down and uh, yeah, you'll probably come second in the group and beat us in the quarterfinal. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> um, how, uh, how, how did you, what did you think of the warm-up games? You, you, you played four, lost three. Um, not ideal. You did get up to the lofty heights of world number one ranking at one stage, though. Um, you yeah, you mixed the match a bit with your sides. What, what did you make of them all? pretty underwhelming I think uh, you never want to lose games and losing three out of four against you know de- like good opposition let's be honest like Ireland and England are we've been scrapping with them for the Six Nations for you know the recent past um, so there's no shame in losing to those teams um, but at the same time I think I just kind of feel like we're holding something back which would be classic Gatlin um and maybe that's wishful thinking from me, but I, I didn't feel like we were going all out in some of those games. Um, I felt yeah. like he was experimenting slightly, um, maybe asking them to play in a certain type of way as well. Um, but it, w- it would be classic Gatlin, wouldn't it, to just keep a little bit back and, and have that element of surprise going into the World Cup. He does like that, yeah. Um, I suppose I'd wonder, you've... You've kind of been set in, in the way you play for for quite a while, though, now, haven't you? So it would be, I guess, I think, a, a surprise to, to see to see it change. I think it's more personnel. I think it's like he has been pretty set on his squad, apart from I think he said before the last game there was what, six or seven places still up for grabs in the squad. So I think it's more experimenting with combinations and personnel rather than tactics, um, and him seeing like who can step up into the system that they have and as you saw in some of the you know particularly the last two warm-up games um there's some people who haven't and and i think it's experimenting on that front rather than trying to play a different way okay yeah no see what you're getting at and um it, it sounds like uh so, so wayne wright sounds like he's getting a start in the back row along with presumably tipperick and moriarty is it i'm guessing yeah, I mean, well, the big question of Moriarty has always been fitness. Um, he is, I think he's a there, there for a starting spot if he is fit, but, you know, can can you rely on his body throughout a World Cup? Like, he couldn't get through a Lions tour. Um, these games are coming thick and fast in this World Cup, so, you know, being able to cope with that is a big thing. So, 
I, I can see Navidi stepping in a few times. Yeah, um, it'd yeah, be an interesting mix. Uh, as, for any, um, as for Wainwright, I, he's an interesting one because I, I was reading about his background you know, a few weeks ago and he, he came quite late into rugby. Um, and uh, by all accounts, he's, you know, he's a heck of an athlete. I, I kind of felt this World Cup was coming probably one too soon for him. Um, yeah. In terms of a starting spot, but I think it's one where he'll play a part. But I, you probably won't see his true potential until the next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I was slightly surprised. I thought perhaps you might try and get Navidi in there somewhere, um, or even Shingler. Although he's he, he's been out injured for a long while, hasn't he? So he's probably playing himself back into fitness. But. Um, You've got some options there, but outside of the back row, uh, any, any particular players you're watching out for or you're expecting a big World Cup from? Well, I thought this was going to be a huge World Cup for Corey Hill um, because I think he's the natural successor to probably one of the greatest second rows of all time in Alwyn Jones. Um, and he's obviously injured for the first, I think it's two or three games. So he was the one I was thinking out like, he's going to have a really big World Cup because... He seems like a natural leader within that team. Um, he, he leads the line out. Um, he is a captain, you know, at that sort of regional level. And I just felt like this was his World Cup to really like lay down a marker. Um, I think in terms of the in terms of the backs, I I find aside from someone like Liam Williams, I find them quite. I find it quite difficult to get excited about that back line. I think it's very solid. I think it's functional and it's there. It will do a job. But if you look at some of the backs of some of the other top nations, I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily scare the life in, scare the life out of you. Yeah. Um, quite high praise for Corey Hill there. What, what's your thoughts on him, Jono? Because I, I know you're a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, an imperious forward. Um, is that you know? I know in Wales they talk him up a lot, and Gatland rates him really highly. Is, would you say that's a view that's sort of shared, kind of, in the wider rugby world? No, I don't think so. I think he's probably been unfairly tarnished a bit with the geography six thing from the Lions, and so he's he's probably been a bit un, underplayed because of that. But um, in performance I've seen him, he looks he looks a function. He looks a good um, functional second row. He seems to get around the pitch quite well and get through some work. Um, I haven't seen like I wouldn't have said a budding superstar there yet, but you quite often don't see with second rows who, who who aren't who haven't played that much in national rugby. You know, it took it took Alan Wynn, for example, quite a long time until he was really the the, the consistent world class force that he was. And, and similarly, um, yeah, with you know even your Italics and your White Locks who who've been going at it for years, they, they took a while to to really hit the peak. So um, he, he looks looks handy. Uh, looks like he gets about a lot, but haven't. I suppose I haven't seen that something that I'd be frightened of just yet, but um, but it could take some time. Um, yeah, Jake Ball will be your other one there, won't he? Yeah, God help us, the alternative Jake Ball. Um, <laughs> it was. It doesn't inspire uh, confidence. It doesn't. He's um, he's a bit more of a, br- a bruiser, but uh, almost a slightly undersized. He's not probably not as big as some second rows, is he, Jake Ball? He's, he's he, he works hard, and he, um, but he's he's a bit short, isn't he, for a second row? Uh, he's at six four. Which is obviously a short man, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd, that's where I'd probably worry for you. Your tight five outside of Alan Wynn, I think, is interesting. Um, when we talk about your build-up, I mean, Rob Evans was probably the big surprise for me in not making the squad. 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I, I know he's been struggling um, sort of fitness-wise and hasn't necessarily played a lot, but I'm with you on that. You know, he's been, again, like a fixture in there. And I, I feel like, you know, international props take a while to to learn the trade at that level, I think. I think it's a different proposition altogether. And I, I kind of feel like, he's Completely. That, I feel like he's at that stage where he has the experience now. Um and knows, you know, knows the international game. Um, so I was quite surprised. I, you know, he'd have been one I would have taken a chance on, even if he was like, you know, seventy-five percent fit going into the tournament. Um, it, it's slightly worrying if you look at like the composition of that front row and the options that we have. Um, you know, if we're playing the likes of England or South Africa, I mean, you you'd be concerned. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it'll probably be Nicky Smith with it to start now at Lucid. Yeah. yeah and then Ken who who's a very solid player. That he, he had some problems with throwing in in the... He, I don't think he's ever the best, been the best thrower in, but he, he's very busy and on his days he's, he's a quality player. And then uh, Thomas Francis, who's somehow become a um, a, a functional international tight head from someone who yeah, was struggling to get in, in the Exeter squad sometimes uh, a couple of years back. Well, I remember Gatlin um, saying, because he came into the international team around the last World Cup, and I remember Gatlin saying, you know, don't be too harsh on him and don't judge him at this World Cup because he's still kind of learning his trade, even though at a World Cup. Um, and I think he has come on. I think, you know, he's, I think his scrummaging's better. I think he's probably a bit fitter than he was as well four years ago. Um and, uh, you know, I think he's probably learned quite a lot from being in that Exeter squad over the years, which is, you know, is obviously very competitive. Um, so I can see him having an impact. It's just, you know, again, consistency um, with that front row. Like, you know, are, when they're under pressure, are they going to be able to stand up to it? Yeah, and then it's the, the second row will he'll come along, will we'll Beard sort of... Um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, take his, so some will sort of nail down the place next to Adam Wynn, really. So I'd, I'd worry about your tight five at, at the very top level. Um, but with saying that, you've, you seem to manage to function and, and batter, batter down the hatches when you have to. And obviously, your defensive system is, is key to what you do. And um, I think, yeah, you'd, I'd, be, I'd be more excited if it was Sean Edwards who'd gone home rather than um, Rob Rob Howley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the foundation yeah. of the team, right, is built on like fitness defending well being well organized and yeah you look at the squad and you know you wouldn't necessarily say there are like you know you struggle to find many world-class like players or within that squad but i think what they are is a team and i think they are collectively um very good and you know even if we end up losing a game or you know in the group stage against australia or we go out in the knockout stages, you know, I, I'd be very surprised if we get blown away by any teams. I think it will be quite tight games. Yeah, and there's um, there's a hell of a lot of experience in there, isn't there, which counts for a lot in a World Cup. You've got, you know, from from Ken Owens to Alan Wynn, um, and Moriarty's in play. Tipperick's been around for years, and then you've got your, your bigger, who presumably will start now with the problems with, with Anscombe's injury, and then... Davis in there, uh, Liam Williams, George North. You know, you've got a lot of players there who are 50 cap pluses, aren't you? And quite a lot more for some, in some cases. Some are in the three figures. So, um, yeah, there's a very experienced core there who know how to sort of win a game and grind out a game and not how to 
you know, I suppose Six Nations this year, you, you struggled against us in the first half, didn't you? But you, you got away with seven points down and then turned it on the second half and, and kept going. You don't, you're not slightly panicked when you're losing a bit, are you? I think that's where we, we have advanced from four years ago. I think we know how to win some of those tighter games now. And, and I know we've only beaten Australia like once in about 100 years or something, but um, <laughs> we have beaten them recently. And we've beaten England and we've beaten Ireland. Um, and beating South Africa. Yeah. So those games that we were losing quite consistently by tight margins over the past few years we've been able to win and I think the psychological kind of boost that that gives you going into a World Cup and the experience it gives you um, puts us in good stead in that regard. I mean there'll, there'll be tough games there'll be tight games but I guess I feel slightly more confident having won, having beaten Australia, for example, that we can go and beat them again. Yeah, and then that will obviously be the huge game uh, in, your, in your group, you'd think. I mean, it's, you know, Georgia, Uruguay and, and Fiji, isn't it? The other ones are none of them are mugs, but um, yeah, you think the big one will be Australia, I suppose. Let's come on to that next question. How do you think you do? You can start off with your group stage, do you think you'll top it? And then how, how do you think you'll do after that, assuming that you, you qualify, of course? I... <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm confident about this topping the group. Um, and the reason being is I, I think Australia have a really good performance in them. Um, I'm not saying that they can do that consistently over the course of the World Cup, but you saw the way that they dealt with the Kiwis, who obviously the Kiwis went down to, you know, had a player sent off, but, you know, at the same time, they took advantage of that one-man advantage in a way that the Lions couldn't, you know, a year or two before. Um, and that concerns me slightly. Um, I think the games against Georgia, against Fiji, you know, will be potentially quite bruising. Um, and you know, we've had our problems against Fiji in the past. Um, but I would expect us to come through them, and I would expect us like our quality and our fitness and our organisation to overcome those teams. But. I think it's going to be very close to Australia. I wouldn't be surprised if it's decide, you know, it's within three points either way in that match. I think it could be really, really close. Um, beyond that, I mean, so if, we, if we've come second, we'd probably face England, is it, in the in the quarterfinals? Uh, it'll be well assumed we win our group, which is a yeah a hopeful assumption of mine. But yeah, it could um, it could. could I'll say like the likelihood is England. Yeah, let's, let's lean into the arrogant Englishman stereotype. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you'll agree it's a pretty mouth-watering clash to think about. Um, on the one hand, I mean, when your boys get, you know, get rolling, they're pretty difficult to stop because there's some big lads in there. It's a very powerful unit. Um, and I actually think the amount of people in their back line who are competent kickers, both out of hand and you know, from distance um, will be a massive advantage to you. But I do, I do just think as well that we are a more disciplined team and I think what could let you down in a potential match like that is your discipline, like it did four years ago where you, you dominated us for most of that group game and probably should have been out of sight with, you know, the possession and territory that you had, but we hung in there and you know, got the penalties from you, bigger kicked unbelievably and you know, scored that try which 
I think once we scored that trial, there was only one winner because I think you were mentally kind of shot at that point, having been dominant for a lot of the game, but then level on the school on the scoreboard. Um, and I think that's probably the only thing that will let you down is that discipline in tight games. Um, I'm just I'm not massively convinced that you won't have people in your squad who won't make those stupid decisions. Um, and I'm thinking like a Mac over in Apollo has been very guilty of it in the past. Sinclair, you know, we know has got a hot head. Um, even Owen Farrell, you know, apparently he's adjusted his tackling technique. So so I guess that means he's gone from no technique to some. Um, <laughs> but I think that could be, a, I mean, that could be an absolute grinding <laughs> war of attrition, I think. Yeah, you've managed to get the uh, 2015 World Cup in there quite quite nicely, KB, and did quite a few minutes on it there, well played. Um, <laughs> it's, it's something that I've tried very hard to, to get out of my mind, but it still sits in there. Um, I'm surprised you don't watch it back yeah. every day, Jono. I mean, it was, you know, we talk about, like, comebacks and, and what a try as well. I mean, you know, I thought the crossfield kick was was designed to the history books, but apparently not. It, it was wheeled out and... Uh, you mean the, the lucky kick of hope that... Absolute precision. The lucky kick of hope out of his boot. Yeah, that one. That's, that's how I remember it, KB. Uh, Scrum off playing on the wing and does that. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was the, the sad thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're probably quite fair there. I think I do still worry. We've got a bit better. than We, we had a horror year a couple of years ago in the Six Nations when we just couldn't stop throwing penalties away. And I think we've got better in terms of the back row. Um, we've got some sort of fetchers now who, who, who seem to clear out a bit better as well. And it is... Like you say, when everything's clicking, um, we get over the game line. I think even even a defence as good as yours struggles to stop us. But um, yeah, when it gets tense, we'll see. And we've 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 lost some some recent big games to Wales, um, so it would be would be a huge clash. It wouldn't be one that I go in with with all the, all manner of confidence um, for sure. But it depends how these group games go. So uh, what what are you predicting? Are you predicting a semi final here, an exit in the quarter final? What are you going to go with? It's really, I'm, I'm really sitting on the fence with this. Um, <laughs> who would we, who do we play if we top our group? Sorry, I, I can't remember the um, the sort of route to the final as such. If you top your group, you play second in ours, so then you'd probably play France, possibly Argentina. I mean, if we play France, I'd back us all day um, because I just, I, I don't have any sort of confidence in that French team um, particularly under pressure I don't think they've shown at all that they are capable of coping under any sort of pressure Argentina continuing to improve and, and playing at a very high standard but again you still fancy your chances um, if we play England I, I, I'm optimistic but at the same time my reality is you know that, that could be that could be where we exit the tournament. Um, if we top our group, then I'd be very confident we go through to the uh, to the semis. But I think our World Cup would probably end at the semis. I mean, that would be if you can get your top of your group. That is probably probably uh, it's probably the preferable side of the draw. I'd say, and that's uh, there's no nice side to come. But you then get the winner of Ireland and presumably South Africa, which would be a hell of a game and. Um, I think probably more probably more taxing than it, say you against France, but yeah, I think I think you could beat Ireland, uh, South, South Africa. I, I, I think are probably maybe a bit big and physical and, and could cause you problems up front. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to that game against Australia, really, I think, isn't it? How uh, it's going to be massive for you. I think if if you come in against England, it's going to be a huge game. It could go either way, but if you if you can beat Australia in your top of your group, then yeah, I'd, I'd be very much expecting semi-finals for you. I mean, the only thing with the Australians is like that works in our favour is they can be they can also throw in some horror performances. I don't think they're massively consistent. Um, they can you know, batter the Kiwis one week and then get absolutely walloped the next. Um, big pluses, obviously, is Rob Flower is no longer part of that squad. Um, Curtly Beal seems to have taken that 15, and obviously fantastic player. Um, but you do miss Falau, like there's, you know, there's no getting around that. I mean, he's an absolute unbelievable talent. Um, Forwards-wise, I, I think they've improved slightly in the forwards. I think they've always had a good back row, obviously, but I think the front five has has progressed. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a tight game. That I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think there's loads to choose between the teams. Um, if we had, you know, injuries have taken a bit of a toll on us. If we had like Falatao playing, for example, um, I'd be a bit more confident just because of the experience and the ability that he brings. Um, yeah, it's a big loss, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, arguably, and you won't agree, but arguably, you know, one of the best eights in the world. Um, and I think offers something different to somebody like a Bruno Polo, for example. Um, I think he's probably got a bit more skill and less brawn than Bruno Polo. Um, <sighs> I won't agree with any Billy Bruno Polo slander, but I, I do hear that he's, uh, his cousin Toby, no, he, he is a very good player. I'd rather have Billy, but um, that's not to say that Toby's not a, a special player and he does have quite a lot to his game. Um, it's a, Yeah, it's a big loss. Yeah. Um, so I'm... I'm any, yeah, I'm, on, not, I'm not massively confident about our Australia game. Um, I guess this is a classic Welsh, uh, classic Welsh outlook on the uh, on the World Cup. Not wanting to get too confident or uh, or cocky. Not, not like our neighbours, for example. I don't know what you mean, KB. We're going to win it all, so we're not not cocky. Um, you've talked a little bit about England. You've talked a little bit about Australia. Any any other teams you fear in the competition, particularly you uh, would really worry about coming up against? I mean, I think you said it before, South Africa. I don't think anybody particularly wants to play them. I think they are building momentum. They seem to have got a coach who knows what he's doing. And that's a rarity for them because they've been in... You know, they have, they've had a string of quite poor coaches, I think. Um, yeah, no, for sure. A formidable, you know, forward pack. They've got some big lads in there and I don't think anybody's going to enjoy coming up against that. Um, not to say they can't be beat, obviously they can, but you will know that you've been in a game once you play them. And I think they have, I think they're the one team, probably alongside you, who like the All Blacks look at and get with a little bit of fear or a lot of respect and probably a little bit of fear where they know that if they really get going and they're on, their, they're on form in a big game then they could be difficult to stop um, having said that I think they suffer a little bit from the same problems as England um, discipline could be a bit of an issue um, and but you just I, I think I'm quite excited to see them play because I, there's something quite uh, there's there's something brilliant about watching a formidable South African team and watching a ferocious pack just dismantle the opposition oh couldn't agree more um, yeah they they're 
they're, they're, yeah, they're not um, always the hardest to predict what they're going to do South Africa, but it doesn't mean it's an easy thing to stop. You know, they'll throw one-out runners round the corner, round the corner, clear out quickly, and basically keep throwing big men round that you've got. It takes two or three of your men to bring down until they run a gap outside and score. You know, it's not it's not genius rugby, but like you say, it's very good. It's very impressive to watch when it's done properly because it's just um, it's just yeah, raw kind of power blowing another team away really. And uh, yeah, I think you're fair in that they they would worry any other team um, on their day, and it is um, it's another team that's got a, what a decent experience What I would say though, Joe, is, and I don't know whether, I'd, I'd want to get your opinion on this, but Go on. would you fair to say going into the World Cup, it's probably one of the more evenly matched World Cup in terms, like there doesn't seem to be a clear favourite, like, within No, it. I think it's, it's, yeah, I think it's been said for a while, and I, um, yeah, I do agree. I think that's it's, it's why it's really exciting. I, I, I've said um, for a few months now, I don't think New Zealand are quite as strong. That's not to say that they can't win it for a third time in a row. But I, I think a couple of their players are perhaps a little bit below what they were, and I think that's that could be all, all, the, all the difference. If Kieran Reid's gone from being the best eight in the world to the fifth best eight in the world, that could be a big thing for him if, um, if Ritalik's not playing and they're missing him for a while. You know, they've, they've got Franks out, so they've now got a probably an inexperienced tight head um, so yeah the obvious one New Zealand I think South Africa look great I think we look very good when it goes to us and you and Ireland can can I think can, could win it as well if you can get a run of form together so um, and yeah Australia are a bit of a wild card I don't I don't think France have got enough uh, consistency to win it but Australia if they could get have got game breakers so I think there's probably five sides there that I'd really fancy and then even a potential couple more so it does look it does look amazingly open and um yeah, so just you know, just this weekend we've got you know New Zealand South Africa, which could which will is a huge game and will alter the course of which way which other draws those two end up on, and um, yeah, will be a worry for anyone. So it, yeah, it's really exciting. I think um, yeah, every group you know Ireland Scotland this weekend as well could be very important. If, if Scotland could get away with a win and win their group, then you know they're in a well, they're in a very tasty quarter to be fair to them. But um, yeah, it puts uh, it puts Ireland on a different side of the draw. So. A couple of huge games to start the World Cup off with already, and yeah, we're not even talking about could Japan get a bit of a run going in their group, you know, being on home soil. Um, yeah, it's it's bloody exciting. I think it's gonna. I'm really hoping it's gonna be as, as good as the World Cup as they've been outside of 2003, and it, it could be even better if we win it again. It's exciting, I think, because it is so even. And I, I was kind of looking at some of the squads, and I'm of the opinion that it's probably, and it may be controversial or unpopular, probably the poorest quality in terms of squads going into a World Cup for a while like you know obviously there are some consistent and big names but there aren't it feels like I don't know feels like the superstars of previous World Cups just aren't as prominent um, and maybe that's just me but I look into it and I go you know you went into the last World Cup and obviously you know New Zealand there was a, there was a last World Cup for a lot of their big names like Carter Nonu, um, McCaw. Yeah, McCaw. Like, but these weren't, these are like heavyweights. These are like legends of the game. And, you know, are there, are the like best players in the world, like, do they stack up against some of the all time greats at the moment? I would say they're probably really far off. Um, and for that reason, I, I don't know, like, is it, is it one of the, in many ways, the worst World Cups because of the quality of squads going to it? I, I think that's slightly unfair. Um, I, I do I, I do know what you're getting at, and I suppose this is, if we're all going to look at it in an optimistic way, this is a chance for them to make new names for themselves, aren't they? Um, I know what you mean. There perhaps is a, a lack of quite the star names of, of perhaps a couple of World Cups, but 
Um, I, I think this is where legends are made, aren't they? It, it wouldn't take much for a, um, I don't know, even like a, if, if someone like a Jesse Krill could have a storm in Rumble South Korea, they'll always be remembered, you know, or um, if, uh, you know, Ben, I suppose Ben Smith's been around a bit longer, but if one of the New Zealand wings want to, you know, suddenly take the World Cup by a storm, uh, even someone like I think Johnny May could have a storming World Cup and score, you know, seven, eight tries, and then he's he's you know world renowned forever. So this is this is a place where legends are made, aren't they? And it's um, it'll be interesting to see if people people take that mantle if it turns into a a bit of a grind. But I think there's a, there's enough exciting teams out there that want to play some rugby. So I'm really hopeful it'll be be even. But yeah, some some new legends will be created and we'll, we'll go forward from there. I know you'll be rooting for your favourite outside centre, Jonathan Davis. So. Um... So I'll be I'll be sure to catch up with you during the World Cup because I know you've always rated him as a uh, as a world class centre. And uh, never KB, and I will look forward to if we do play you, you know, getting Manny running down his channel, and let's let's see how his famed defensive ability holds up. But uh, we're, we've got to get to that game first, and uh, we'll see if we even do. But um, Chris, thanks very much for coming on. It's been good to hear your uh, thoughts about Wales and and the wider World Cup as a whole. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll yeah perhaps catch up with you as the uh, tournament goes on. But uh, yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Cheers, Jono. Cheers. Yeah, we were going for ages then, weren't we?